0: yeah right on that is legit good shit all right so that was uh let's see here that was scrolling up scrolling up scrolling up saturday in the park a cover of the chicago song that was a funk cover scary pockets featuring jude smith uh yeah good shit that that dude can sing so support these awesome artists, up to their channel, buy their tracks and merch, see them live, etc., etc., etc. I am your host Kai Zen, enjoying some dragon's milk, and uh, you are the audience. Hello, this is Black Sky Legion, episode 141, a needed change to Star Citizen and new No Man's Sky update for Friday, July 22nd, 2022. Uh let's go ahead and introduce the cast. Let's start off with Chad Lozan. Say hello to the beautiful people Chad. Hello everyone. What are you drinking in tonight, brother? Very warm Friday.
1: Um a blueberry
0: drink. All right. That's okay,
1: right? Antioxidant Infusion Brasilia Blueberry. <laughs> there you go.
0: Another California thing for you. There you go. And Shadow Wyvern, say hello to the beautiful people, Shadow, and tell them what you're drinking tonight.
2: Salutations, beautiful people. I am just drinking ye old water. Hey, that works.
0: Tweak 74. Really oh, yeah, there you go. Tweak 74 in the house. What you drinking, brother? Hello, everybody. I've got another cup of coffee
3: tonight, flavored with only Carolina cream. However, going,
0: going simple tonight. So nice, nice. Hope, hope everybody's had a good week, and we finally made it. Hell yes, hell yes. And Wintermute in the house. How you doing, Wintermute? And what are you drinking tonight?
4: Hi, guys. Well, I thought I'd try something different. It's mm. a a York
0: Woodgate. Chocolate stout. Ooh, there you go. Chocolate stout. That sounds nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Brewed
4: in Yorkshire,
0: but I won't hold that against them. In Yorkshire, <laughs> right on. All right. So let's see who we've got in the crowd tonight. We've got uh, Goodall eighteen. We got Raxla Maxla, Shadow Wyvern, Wintermute, Chad, uh, Sheep Postmodernist. BC, Axe, Speedweed, Dunkle Aura, Misfit, The Man on the Mountain. Hello, hello to one and all. We are so glad that you came to be with us tonight and hang out and chat. Um, we're going to have a very, very sort of relaxed roundtable discussion. We've got uh, some good stuff to talk about in both Star Citizen and no man's guy so we're gonna sort of push some other stuff tonight so let's hop into it right off the bat though i want to let's adjust everybody's frame of reference here and perspective is an interesting thing so let's uh real quick let's take a look on a, a difference of perspective check this out nothing makes fucking sense life makes no sense you're on a planet right now you think you're in america zoom out (laughs)
5: <laughs>
0: You're on a space rock floating in nothingness, infinite nothingness, and the infinite nothingness is expanding. That means endlessness is getting
1: bigger. That makes no fucking
3: sense.
0: Provide an interesting perspective, but I just love that. We all sort of tend to think about like you know oh where do you live i live in america i live in england i live in you know whatever california you could even break it down further but when you when you zoom out just a little bit we're all astronauts floating on a rock hurtling through space around a star on one of the arms of the uh You know, uh, one of the distant arms of the Milky Way, uh, what is it, the Milky Way Spiral Galaxy. Uh, And so I think it's important for us to keep that perspective that it's like, holy shit, this is, space is important, whether we want to admit it or not, because we all live there. So, yeah, having said that, we are going to push Uh, I know I was going to get in I was so excited to get into the rocket stuff uh, the small launch providers and we're going to get into all of that next week But this week there's so much stuff that happened in both No Man's Sky and a big discussion that I really really wanted to discuss uh, With regard to Star Citizen so we're going to push all of that and we're just gonna let's go around the cast real quick See you know what everybody's been doing. Hey, fist to face gaming. Good to see you, brother. Fantastic to see you in the audience, um, fist. If you want to come in and uh, join the discussion, just pop into a chat channel and uh, ping me, and we'll grab you down for the for the Star Citizen discussion. There's we got a lot to talk about tonight, so you're absolutely welcome to join in if you'd like. If you're busy, I completely get it. All right, <clears throat> so. Real quick, let's go around the cast. Uh, anybody, uh, my I've got two things. The first I'm going to throw out at the very beginning, and the second I'm going to hold off until uh, the the end to uh, after everybody goes to talk about. Um, I got a recommendation to give people um, today. Apple TV just tweeted that they have confirmed that. For All Mankind Season 4 is greenlit, and it's 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 a go. They're in the middle of Season 3 right now, airing Season 3. Obviously, they've all been filmed and whatever, but Season 4 is, uh, you know, is a go. So I am super, super psyched for that. Uh, let's go around. Uh, let's start with Chad. You reading anything good? You've been playing anything good other than the, the games that we normally talk about on the show? Uh, anything, any good shows or whatever you want to talk about real quick? No, I finished um, from Man Who Fell, Who Fell, The Man Who Fell to Earth. What'd you think of uh, it? It was good. It yeah. was
1: definitely good. It definitely left it on a cliffhanger, so to speak, for a season two. But oh, yeah. I don't know if it's a season two yet or not. Fingers crossed. Just, just been playing lots of PTU on Star Citizen and seeing it get better and better <coughs> for each
0: patch. All right. Uh, Shadow Wyvern, been reading anything good, watching anything good, playing anything good other than the ones that we're
2: going to discuss here coming up? Uh, I mostly watch East Asian TV, so it won't be very interesting to you guys. Um, game-wise, I've just been playing what we're about to discuss and a lot of fantasy star online too, because it's their 10th anniversary, so very I'll be cool. heavy into that as well.
0: Very cool. What about you,
2: Tweek?
3: Well, I, uh, I stumbled upon a free copy of Mass Effect Legendary Edition on Prime Day there. Nice. So I, I have once again stum- started uh, another playthrough, which has got to be... I got I don't know. It's got to be close to 50 or so playthroughs now throughout all the years. But I still find new stuff every single time. So I've been playing that. I've been playing a little bit of Red Dead. Recently dipped my toes in Squad. Okay, which is a uh, first-person like army-type game, <clears throat> so not a lot of space stuff. I'm patiently waiting for uh, the, the the patch to drop in Star Citizen, so I can get back in there. Because as you said earlier, the live servers are a little bit
0: tricky right now. So gotcha. Okay, winter mute. Well, I mean,
4: not a great deal, but I've been keeping an eye on what's happening at WaveCon at the weekend. More, oh, uh, more yeah, more fascinating than anything.
0: Yeah. uh, So I I assume what you're great community, but yeah, I assume what you're referring to is the especially the well, I mean the lack of a lot of sort of meat announced or anything by the developers at the show, and then at the I guess you would call it closing keynote or whatever, where Alan said, "Hey, this is going to be Karen and and my last." Go at this LaveCon um, deal. Is that what you're referring to?
4: I saw, um, I saw that after the fact.
1: Mm.
4: Um, you know, apparently, the guys at Wave Radio said they're going to step in and,
0: <laughs> and they take said over. But... They said they're going to think about it. They're going to... Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to... That means they're going to discuss no. it after things chill out a little.
4: No, um i think we, it's best to leave it at that with um with that but fair a, it was the usual thing from the f done f f dev devs mm. um trying to justify what they're doing very badly
0: okay was there Not i at all. i just skimmed what i saw after whatever from people discussing it i i don't follow elite development anymore. So it, was there anything at all that was actually uh, like was there any news of any kind whatsoever that was released from FDev at LaveCon? No.
4: Okay. Nothing that from speculation. They did say that
0: beforehand. It but, was a backhanded yeah. Arthur comment that opened up some no, speculation. No, nope, no. I'm not going to get into that. I'm done shitting on that ball. <laughs> I am done <laughs> shitting on that bald asshole. I'm done. Uh, Alright, cool. Uh, my... That's why I didn't mention it. Yep, I get you. I get you. My again. my second thing that I wanted to discuss, and this is, it's tangentially space-related or whatever, but <clears throat> so there's a singer named Grimes, who is Elon Musk's baby mama now, uh, and is apparently, she's like some kind of pop techno I don't know something singer I don't I gotta be honest with you I've never heard her um, music before <clears throat> I had never heard her speak before I had seen four or five pictures of her and it would be a thing where it's like her and Elon at some event her and Elon at something and they were discussing the fact that they had a kid together now I guess now they have two kids together uh, whatever <clears throat> a boy and a girl or something whatever uh, She did an interview on the Lex Friedman podcast. And I got to tell you here, I, I got to admit to something right off the bat. I saw an image and... I literally... Started the interview and it's a it's a you know, it's a video uh, recording of them talking <clears throat> And I see this girl and she's got like some stickers on her face or whatever and I was rolling my eyes so fucking hard like I have zero interest in whatever this chick's about to say. I, this is gonna suck uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it five minutes and then I'll you know turn it off, but I'll, I'll give it the shot at least But then I'll you know skip to the next thing and move on with my life <clears throat> I could not have been more wrong. During this interview, I fell in love with this chick. Uh, I would love, like, I would vote for this chick for president. I would love to hear her do a podcast. I, I'd love, I, I'm I'm madly in love with Lex Friedman. His podcasts are always amazing. He has on amazing scientists and whatever, and, and interesting people, and they, they have these phenomenal conversations. And I, I, so that's the only reason why I even... Bothered to click on it because I was like, eh, whatever. But this chick is amaze balls. Uh, she had this whole conversation about art and and that she she considers she thinks that we should reclassify human beings now, like us that are alive now, as Homo Techno instead of Homo Sapien. And and she was discussing like interviews and articles from doctors and whatever where they talk about MRI scans of the brains and how people interact differently now with things and how we're sort of already sort of cyborgs, we're augmented in that we are in this tight sort of uh, dance with all kinds of, well, between advanced medicines with, you know, pacemakers and all this other stuff, but also just people even who haven't had advanced medical surgeries or whatever, where they have, you know, technology in them, we walk around with our cell phones and we're constantly interacting with technology on a, at a rate that, like, no you know, no human being ever interacted with anything before. Um, she talked about the the concept of protopia, the idea of like she she said like, oh, Blade Runner's amazing, but we need to have hopeful things about the future, because if all of our art about the future, all of our sci fi is Blade Runner esque, then it's like that's what we're going to end up with in in the future we're going to end up living in a bleak future because that's what we've painted for ourselves we need to actually have a, a a wide range of things and she talked about how she's generally hopeful about the future she talked about like amazing authors like M. banks one of my favorite authors surface details she recommended it and she there got into a whole discussion as to why she talked about an amazing quote uh, about, you know, don't kill what you hate save what you love like it's about what you choose to focus on that's important uh, About the upheaval of times of the printing press and the, how we're kind of going through a, a, a similar thing of that a reverberation Or an echo of that with the with the internet now where it's like yeah, it's right now. There's a big upheaval It's a big whatever, but it's going you know the printing press Was at the time it led to all kinds of societal problems and whatever because it was a massive unlocking of information and dispersing that through the people and that led to all kinds of chaotic whatever but on the other side of that after the growing pains you had the Enlightenment age talked about the idea of capitalism incorporating some non-monetary profits ideas talked about amazing sci-fi short stories and and the emergence of cog- cognizance uh, consciousness rather uh, an amazing Terrence mechanical like just I I just just nonstop, fucking amazing uh, uh, stuff so go check out go just Google look on YouTube for the Lex Friedman podcast all of them are amazing but check out the one with Grimes because I was rolling my eyes so hard like this person has absolutely nothing I want to hear and then getting into it i was like holy shit this is amazing so i guess this is about like don't prejudge shit cuz sometimes people can surprise you um so yeah all right that so that's a a a recommendation i'm giving people and i think our intros have run over so let's just fucking get on with the show so uh we're going to this this week we're going to be skipping uh the real life science thing i'm pushing it to next week uh and we've already covered sort of thing a week we've talked about books and tv shows and whatnot so let's hop right into no man's sky and get on with the discussion here uh first off we have another base visit video uh, i know shadow Wyvern and winter mute have been going around visiting bases and recording stuff or whatever so check this out
2: Greetings, we're outside the arcade in our best, wonderful city by Bella 84 So let's see what else is here. Tell them on Roll VT.
0: All right. I love these base visit videos. Uh, I think it's super, super cool. I'm so appreciative that you're doing these for us, that we have this seat, and I love that you ended it with the, the coordinates right there, so anybody can literally just pause, put in those coordinates, and go check out the base. Um,
2: yeah, it- this one isn't on the <coughs> Nexus featured list, so you have those okay. coordinates to get to
0: it. That's very cool, though. I dig it. I very much dig it. Huh? i found it on twitter okay you found that oh you originally found it on twitter
4: all right yeah i've been looking for one been looking one for one to visit and Mm. i thought hang on i forgot about the abyssal one on twitter so we went there
0: very cool very cool and what did you guys i love the like some of the stuff I, I, you could see on the thing, it looked almost like an old school like record store or CDs or whatever, where it's like they had it set up like you could flip through the stuff or whatever. I, I just think, it's, it's a yeah, it's very, very cool when people, you know, are able to artistically create things that give off an illusion. It's like you're using assets in a way that wasn't sort of intended originally, but you're just using it creatively too you know, artistically depict something, to create something that's all your own.
4: So, yeah. I that's, it's typical in No Man's sky.
0: Absolutely. Very, very true. Alright, so let us get to Here we go. Picture in picture. Alright. <clears throat> so, we've got... Oh, let's actually do the uh the video first before that. Let's do the intro trailer, intro trailer to the uh the new No Man's Sky update. Greetings, we're outside.
6: This is No Man's Sky, the Endurance update. A complete overhaul of freighters and fleets. Command an armada of frigates from a new bridge with instant access to warping and teleportation. Your crew live and work aboard your home in the stars. Spacewalk on exterior walkways provides unprecedented flexibility. Enjoy beautiful new space vistas from portholes and windows. Build vast freighter bases to manufacture goods, grow food and aid exploration. Asteroids have become more varied and far greater in number. Build your fleet and explore the universe as never before. Our journey continues.
0: Alright, I'm just going to keep that playing on a loop in the background with the sound down while we discuss it. Amazing new shit in this update. Obviously... The visuals make it look like this is all about freighter updates, and a lot of it is. A lot of it is the the freighter, uh, uh, you know, patch or or update. And this was kind of, if you remember, on the last one, this was what a lot of the speculation was about: was that it was going to be a big update to the freighters, and it. This is, to a very large extent, and you see that they've added the exterior walkways and stuff so that you can, you know, go from inside to outside and all the new windows and port and whatever that they've added are amazing. Uh, And you see manufacturing there on the fleet carrier, which is amazing. But they've also done a lot of upgrades to just base building in general, whether it be the big base in the sky the freighter or whether it be you know bases on surfaces you can now uh you know get a whole fleet of uh of the living uh frigates or whatever um which is very very cool and you know they've added a whole lot more so i'm gonna turn this over to uh the panel but more specifically you know uh Shadow Wyvern and Wintermute lead us through a conversation on this cuz i i haven't really played a bunch of it yet i'm i'm going to be getting into it but i have been super super deep into some life stuff that i have to take care of and show stuff and also uh just my gaming time has been largely absorbed by subnautica which i'm just having so much fun with just at the moment but uh tell us a little bit about your experiences and some of the things maybe that that i didn't call out specifically with regard to to all of this why don't you start us off shadow wyvern and we'll just go everybody will hop in
2: <coughs> Okay, dokie it launched on wednesday on pc and actual launch it seemed to go pretty well though Xbox was delayed I believe winter mute yeah it,
4: it was launched on Xbox till 11, uh, 11 a.m. BST the next day
5: yes
0: mm.
4: yes so, like 24 so, hour delay.
0: Yikes.
2: Yeah, so looks like it got stuck in Microsoft third, possibly again so that's something that seems to keep happening, unfortunately. It lands on PC with a great announcement, and then somewhere along the lines, it gets stuck on Sony or Microsoft's backend, which is really unfortunate for console players, but it has arrived eventually, which is, fortunately, the good news. And of course, it arrived in time for the Twitch, uh, for the Twitch drops, so they're not going to miss out. Um, of course, the big update, the really thing you notice first of is the complete overall of the freighter. The entire um, tile set has been redone, but they've also left in the legacy parts. So as long as you haven't done any glitching on your freighter, it should be pretty much how you left it. But with some pieces different, for example, they've removed the ramps to change levels and replace them with ladders so before (coughs) where there was a ramp there's now a ladder so even if you're happy with your old freighter loud then you're probably going to have to rework it because now you have ladders instead of ramps. um i myself i decided and seems this seems to be the general consensus is you might as well just scrap your freighter and start again because there's so much Mm -hmm. new stuff You're going to have to redesign the entire thing. Hmm. There's so many extra features. They've managed to cram into this craft that what you did before is now pretty much redundant unless you really want to experience the new gameplay.
0: And just as Um, importantly, not only crammed into the craft, but out of the craft. I mean, this is the first time where you have a really varied system for... Catwalks and exterior, you know, like exits, and and you can do stuff on the surface of the of the the carrier really, really well.
2: Yes, I mean what they've essentially done is on frigates you could land on frigates, walk along the catwalk, and it basically took kind of that um, building ethos of how they've done the old fashioned frigates and applied it to the freighter, so now it's kind of a, like a unified design but of course with your freighter, it's your design you're building it, it's your imaginations that's going to produce this thing, so if you want it to be entirely close space with great big windows looking out, then you can do that, but if you want those catwalks where you can just walk outside you forget to look at um, the planets that you happen to be orbiting around, then you can build that as well, it's really neat I mean, and there's no learning curve at all because it uses the same old building system that you used for previously. So it's really, it's just um, the implementation is seamless. And in, um, ad-
0: in addition to all of that, they've also done enhanced nebulae. They've done deep space storms. You have fleets of organic frigates. There's There's, there's like a lot more even than just all of that. And didn't they do... they did more
2: stuff with the missions as well, right? Um, yeah, they've also redone the black holes, so they now have kind of... So, I won't... I'm not going to say it's an accretion disk, but it sort of is. There's like a a warping...
0: yeah, there's a... you can see, like, gravitational lensing warp effects, yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's well worth... so it's well worth taking your new freight and parking it next to one of those for a bit. The missions are on the Nexus. But on the Freighter, what they've done with the frigate missions is if you now send out organic vessels on your missions, there's a chance, and it's a random chance, so it's RNG, that they'll bring back parts for your living ship, the one you get in-game that you pilot. And (coughs) that... will bring your living ship up to almost the capabilities of a conventional ship. So, before this update, you couldn't scan, you couldn't (coughs) install an economy scanner on your living ship, because it's an organic vessel. Now, you can get that part, the equivalent part, for the living ship by doing the frigate missions, but you have to send out the organic frigates in order to get the equipment for the living ship. So it's kind of like a new ecosystem divided in with the organic vessels, tying them all together in a pretty logical way. So or organic ships get your stuff for the living ships.
0: It's really nice. And they've implemented the feature that they first introduced when you had towns that you could like adopt a town a couple updates back, and you had these like your your citizens, they've sort of implemented that into the freighter where now you have like these these dynamic crew situations where you have you know specialists, crew members, and stuff walking around your base. You got engineers and technicians and scientists and whatnot, and also your squadron pilots and frigate captains will pop in every now and again and just be, like, walking by and, like, open up a conversation with you or, like, talking or, you know, doing whatever, which is, it adds a whole other layer of immersion. I know that sounds weird to say in Nomansky, but...
2: And they've done you a... No, I mean, you, you can be immersed in a fantasy world. I mean, absolutely. What it is. It's a fantasy space world, so you can be immersed in that. And, mm. yeah, you're right, it's, 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 it's just kind of like that thing that they didn't have to do, they didn't have to have your own squadron pilots as the NPCs. But they have, they've done it because they've thought about that mm. and it's just like you hire this guy at the space station to be in your squadron mm-hmm. and now he's walking around your uh, freighter when he's not on duty, it's it's great, you know. It's, it's those little details that shows that the developer actually cares about the game and they're not just churning shit out. For churn shit out, case actually thinking what would be actually cool to stick in here, and it's those things like including your, uh, your, um, figure captains and your squadron fight pilots as actual NPCs that you can interact with. It just adds. It's it's like building up your own investment in the game. You've gotten to you've got gone to the to get these guys, and now you can meet them as well. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Hmm. And if you notice, we have
0: on the screen right now for you, there is the black hole effect where you see this like lensing and these weird uh so it's like there's multiple things. N- number one, you can see sort of matter that's being sucked into the 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 sort of event horizon of the black hole, but you also see lensing. Look at the ship that's there on your screen where you see the ship, but then you also see as he moves in different directions, you see like a a, a a gravitationally lensed mirror image of it that's sort of warped and and that shows up to the side or whatever, <clears throat> and and that's a thing that you know they say actually happens with black holes where it creates weird tricks of the light and that's what gravitational lensing is that it, it's bending light and as a result you can. End up with weird images like last week when we showed the James Webb Space Telescope stuff. There was literally some of those galaxies that you saw that were little blobs and shapes and dots and whatever were the same one in two different places because it was being gravitationally lensed. It was being the light was being warped around a, a, either a, a supermassive black hole or, or something of some great gravitational effect. Um, yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah, they've, they've, they've done a, they've been really smart in taking what was essentially a 60s, 70s black hole sci-fi thing and mm-hmm. actually sticking some realism into it. It isn't, of course, realistically realistic, but they've done enough so you can see that's actually something like a black hole would be, but also still very much a fantasy black hole. Mm. It's it's really to it, it. it it it's incorporating a
0: weird hybrid between modern science, as far as the the things gravitational lensing and whatever that I talked about, but with the Art Deco '60s, '50s, '60s sci-fi vibe and 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 like motif of uh, No Man's Sky as a whole, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, uh, that's, <coughs> that's precisely what they're doing. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's let's bring Wintermute into this how, how about you share some of your thoughts about some of the very very cool stuff even including you could do a whole lot and it's not just about hey you could build a door to get outside of your freighter but as they're saying here you could do lots of stuff to build up the outside of your freighter to make that like an extension of all of the stuff you can you know you can do a lot of stuff why don't you uh why don't you hop in on this winter mute
3: I think he stepped away. For oh,
0: so sorry. All right. All right. Uh, and then look at here for base building quality of life. <clears throat> they've actually done a lot to also, um, I don't want to say streamline, but uh, make it <clears throat> a, you have so many more pieces and components and things you can do with the base building. That's not on the freighter. I'm saying all base building everywhere, including, you know, planet side, <clears throat> but they've also done a lot to make it, sort of more intuitive in how to work with it.
2: And um, yeah, one of the small, but really good things they've done is before they had preset designs depend upon the height. So level one of the ground was a certain graphic. Then you put another like wall on top of it. And that wall would be specific design because it's at level two and the wall at level one would then change to another design because it has another wall on top of it. Hmm. Now you can select whichever design you want. So if you want level three design wall at level one, then you can do that. So it basically opens up an entire new level of customization for your bases. It also allows you to fix any um, mistakes that could happen because, Hmm. of course, ground isn't the same height. So, So in some bases, you'd have, like, the top wall would be the same height, but it would have different styles because the total height of the wall was different, if that makes sense. It probably mm-hmm. still does No, I get it, yeah. But now you can select whichever style you want, so all the top row of your building can be the same style, regardless of the height, and stuff like that. So it's a small thing but it can make a big difference if you're building an extremely and um, a complicated base on complicated terrain. It's going to look a lot better than it did previously. So it's a great move.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And you can now set up where before you could, whoops, wrong thing. Before you could create a teleporter on your freighter and use it to leave, but you couldn't have it as a saved address to dial in. Now you can actually build teleporters on your freighter and have it as a dial-in point, correct?
2: Um, Correct. You can now teleport from any teleporter in the galaxy um, to your freighter. And also on the freight itself, there is now localized teleporters, so you automatically get a teleporter from the hangar to the bridge and back again, so mm. you know how long you have to run up all those stairs <laughs> that's great Brilliant. and also you can build teleporters inside the frigate inside the freighter so if you build a massive huge freighter now you don't have to be running spending five minutes running backwards and forwards up the corridors you can use build teleporters to teleport here from end to end so the really thought about how to streamline movement. Because if you're, because now, you're afraid it can be your proper home in the sky, but before it was just an asset to help you, or you're jumping from planet to planet. Now it can literally be your spaceship. So they've actually thought about how to streamline the movement. So if you want it to be your spaceship, you're not going to spend half the game running backwards and forwards between various rooms. You can just teleport. That's brilliant. It's really well thought out. <coughs>
0: That's great. And also, as we said, you can now have a fleet of organic frigates, which is very cool as well.
2: Uh yep, you <coughs> need to send out your normal frigates to get a random drop, which is a blueprint for uh, a thing? Uh the dream aerial. So you install that dream aerial in your ship and then You can fly about pulsing and if you're lucky you'll get a random encounter which will be an organic vessel but it's RNG again so you know how many you get could take you a while but it's a good move, it's a good idea um, whether it's too RNG for some people, we'll have to wait and see, because some people, you know, don't like too much energy in the games. But so far, it seems like it's okay
0: that. And coming up, uh, presumably starting next week, there's a bunch of speculation that it's going to be next Tuesday morning, but we have yet to get official confirmation from Hello Games. Uh, that That could be subject to change, but <clears throat> starting presumably next week... We have the Polestar Expedition. So this is the way Nomansky does it. They drop the update, then wait a week to, like, deal with all the bugs and issues and problems that always occur. And then they, a week later, drop the... Who is hissing? I'm getting, like, background hiss from somebody in chat. Nobody's lit up. That's weird. All right. Um... So presumably next week this expedition will come, and I think they're highlighting a lot of the stuff that is being done with this uh, update because next week's expedition is centered around, like, finding a frigate and doing tons of stuff with it, which I think will be awesome. I'm super, super excited. I cannot wait. Um, Anybody have anything they want to add with regard to this? Chad, Tweaked? Wintermute, if you're back, shat, uh, you know. Anybody. I'm back. Oh, welcome. The, right. the dream aerial, the dream aerial doesn't have to be fitted into a ship. You can fit it into your
4: exosuit. That's cool. Which was a bit, bit, which was a bit of a surprise, and apparently a number of players on the very first um, attempt sending out a sending out freighters got the dream aerial. Okay, very cool. And. Very first time you use it, I got a living ship. And yeah. the encounter is not what you'd think. Okay. It's a very, very interesting encounter. Almost taking it, putting you into a mind state, and then going to you're asked a series of questions and scenario by the living ship.
0: Very before cool.
4: Before it decides to join you.
0: <clears throat> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm getting I'm getting sort of flashes of, of Moya in uh, Farscape. Um, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, oh, if,
4: if, if they were that big.
0: Yeah. And you see the, uh, the, up on the screen here, the enhanced nebula. You see these like swirling clouds of different various colors and whatnot been. in space. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. Um,
4: I should have just saying the, the black holes are amazing. They really are a vast improvement. But that's not the only graphic update. They've changed the interior of the space stations. Very Uh, cool. You now get particle effects and smoke inside a normal station.
0: They introduced that that for the first time with the pirate stations where you had weird... Stuff and now they're they're bringing that into. I love the way they iterate, where they just keep expanding and expanding and expanding, and it's always more and more and more. And you can say this with regard to No Man's Sky because they put out the product by them continuing to iterate. They basically No Man's Sky is a hundred percent guilty of the highest amount of scope creep imaginable, but because they're they put out a, a a polished game that you can play and then continue to iterate and scope creep by just implementing iteratively more and more stuff they don't get the scrutiny and negativity that some other games get that you know are accused of scope creep <clears throat> it's a, it's well, just a matter you know the of perspective
4: gen- yeah You can see the gantries that are now in the hangars. Mm -hmm. There's a ladder on the side of the gantry, and you can climb up it, and it takes you to a platform with some controls, which would appear to control the crane. Of course, the crane's not working, but there's one in each hangar bay at different positions, Uh and it gives you the impression it can actually move the ships.
0: And you also have, like, repair crews and people and all kinds of extra art assets in these hangars that have been vastly vastly there's a, upgraded
4: there's a scissor lift, lift and i popped i popped up to to chat to the technician that was in mine um and the, and the flavor text came back saying he was doing lots and lots of um inventories maybe that was a punishment or that was his lot in life
0: <laughs> it was it was just ridiculous i'm picturing it you know, is that, a that detail That sounds like flavor text that could come right out of uh, um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series referring to Marvin. Yeah, yeah. And living ships Uh, have a bunch of upgrades. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, and if you encounter your pilots or your ship captains and then interact with them, it brings up all the stats.
0: That's great. For them. That's very, very cool as i was saying living ships now have uh, all kinds of upgrades you can get additional storage capacity you can yeah. get uh uh different various sentient technologies looks like spawning sack you can shoot go ahead you can
4: shield them from um
0: from scans so you can pirate with them hmm.
4: so that's gonna that's gonna be interesting Oh, and by the way, the teleporters are going to be necessary on the frigates on the freighters, mm. because the ladders are a bit of a nightmare, <laughs> or as I call them, Jeffrey tubes.
0: Oof, Jeffrey because
4: tubes. I've, yeah, because I spent um, a few hours today redesigning my, my freighter, and I've decided, no, I'm not starting from scratch, I'm just redesigning my freighter. And it's not as intuitive as you think, because you, th- you think, okay, I'm going to put a ladder there, and the second you put the ladder, you start climbing up it. There you go. So I think the the, the Jeffreys tubes are going to one side, and the teleporters are going in. Yeah, for but, sure. Look, once it's done, they are absolutely stunning, because every single um, tech guy that you could use on your base, including your Exocraft um, technician, can now be put on a ferry top very run rooms
0: yeah and and they had all kinds of extra themed rooms and stuff that they're adding where it's it's way more in depth you can see on the screen right there the teleporter from the hangar and you you know just sort of it's not like the teleporter where you're jumping where it loads for several seconds or whatever this is just almost an instantaneous you know uh you know it's like it scans you down and shoots you up uh very much like the old uh the rings in uh stargate where you would just the short, yeah, the, the short way, short term teleporter or short distance teleporter.
4: Yeah, the theme rooms are really nice because you've got the um agricultural ones, effects, effectory hydroponics, so you can so they replace your um, you know, if you recall, you can actually grow plants,
0: mm-hmm. you grow planters. beds, yep,
4: based on, yeah, yeah, no, you just. You, you put the actual themed rooms in and you put the plants into, into the vault and it just grows. But there's also an option to actually harvest all the plants at one go. Yeah. Not tried that yet. Um, you put your, nutri- your nutrient um, dis- dispenser in there, mm-hmm. new room. You've also got the industrial rooms. You can actually effectively mine from your freighter about four different types of gases, but that's a new feature but one of the interesting ones for if you're exploring is the um is, if, is the um kind of a, it's effectively an astronavigation navigation console you walk cool. into a new system go go to this console hit map it will map every planet in there immediately
0: yeah yeah they literally so before the freighters were basically a mobile version of storage that had a decent amount of utility. And now freighters are literally a fully 100% functional movable base. It can be your main base, your home, and it does everything it's it's not limited in any way and up on the screen now you'll see i one of the aspects of the game that i absolutely love is the derelict freighters if you you can see here they've introduced all kinds of like extra particle effects and smoke and 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 all kinds of like just graphic upgrades to make it more creepy more horror ish more just fucking amazing i love this and the stellar extractors who wants to talk about the stellar extractors
4: something i haven't added yet but i'm planning to i need to get some more freighter modules like that
0: so it it it, it's a new piece of technology that automatically harvests resource from deep space
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, fk mining Who doesn't love it? It, Build them, (coughs) log out, and then come back tomorrow and you'll have some free stuff. And
0: and I I think it also... So a big thing that they're doing with this update is they're allowing for the freighters to be sort of... They're allowing for a lot more sort of manufacturing, player-controlled manufacturing, between the harvesting stuff we talked about, the mining on the ship, and now the mining of gases from deep space so that it's basically... a. Like a themed version of the whole thing that you have where you can set up to uh, You know those you can set up the gas extractors planet side and you can pull out gases Well, depending on the type of star and and system that you're in and the gases that are freely available You can mine the space around you, which is very very cool (laughs) Who wants to hit up the the new asteroids?
2: Well, they a vast improvement. They, they don't seem to be... The previous ones looked like they were popping in via RNG, mm-hmm. but these ones look like proper asteroid fields. So when you enter a system, they actually look like they're integrated in the system itself. They don't look like random shit just flying around all of this. They, they look like a proper astronomical um, <coughs> phenomenon. And you can also now scan them. And it's pretty cool because when you scan them, it lights them all up and it highlights any tritium-dense asteroids. Now, this is really cool if you need tritium, but I think it would be a lot more useful if it also highlighted other types of resources like platinum rich asteroids that would be really cool but currently it doesn't it just highlights tritium so it's a great feature it's a good start for a feature but i think it could be a little bit better if they maybe thought about it a little bit more but maybe they don't want somebody just to press scan and then instantly home in on those platinum asteroids right might be a bouncing thing
0: as we've discussed Already in this section, you know, that's this is how No Man's Sky does it. They introduce new shit and then, you know, next update or the update after that or the update after that, more and more they continue to expand. They've also added in, before when you were jump, you would literally just, you would see your freighter sort of do the little Star Wars warp warp forward and then it would go black and then it would load up. Now you have a third person freighter warp. Uh, where you sort of see your freighter in the warp tunnel as it's <clears throat> flying to the next location, which is not the biggest of things. It's
2: not whatever, but it's a great
0: little touch. I dig it.
2: Yeah, I just wish yet when you when you teleport your guy, you, you had your guy model like kind of flapping around going through the tunnel as well. But they haven't done that yet. Hopefully in the future. And
0: they've added in the new class of multiplayer missions now uh, from the Nexus. You've got Sentinel Pillar uh, missions, which are great. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this is... We're not going to... We don't want to give spoilers on that. You can now uh, um, customize your freighter engines. So... You can go to the back of the freighter and change the the, the type of engine like layout and colors and whatnot <clears throat> to your t- taste. We already talked about the scanners. We've got the teleport to the frigates. We've got asteroid asteroid harvesting encounters, um, <clears throat> which is cool. So you as you're going around, you'll see you know pilots that are out mining the asteroids just. Like in Elite, that was a thing that you would see, and I think that's a cool addition. Glass freighter corridors. I dig it. All kinds of updates on the the tech icons. Very cool. Long distance object fidelity. This is a big one when you look at, you know, the, the, the fact that you have way more, like... As you're going through here, <clears throat> way more fidelity between before and after the draw distances are are uh, increased, and <clears throat> you're getting much more minute scale. You know, this is just a very sort of plain hill that all the terrain is more or less the same except for the, the rocks above it, but the it's like rocks that are poking out of flat terrain, and here you have all kinds of integrated, all of the little... Fibbly bits and bots are are there, which is a good, you know, a, a, a good uh, uh, life. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, quality of life of improvement. Life. <clears throat> yeah. yeah.
2: Um, getting rid of popping um, is always good. <coughs> it's pretty hard on a game as complicated as Number Sky. You're always going to get popping, but if you can reduce it as much as you can, then that's great. But it's. There's nothing worse than flying around then suddenly, again, a whole load of things suddenly appearing out of nowhere. It's it mm. just... It, it always, like, it's a bit like, uh, but... Yep, it's noticeably better. It's noticeably better. And, noticeably sp- better.
0: and speaking of uh, the atmosphere, we you know, as we discussed before, you have these space storms that are in the background, so you can see, like, you know, space lightning or whatever. I Whenever I see this, I always... my My head goes back to the original Star Trek the motion picture uh where you would see those amazing sort of storms in the background i just all of this stuff just adds so much to the the atmosphere of the game i i i absolutely love it um, <clears throat> we're going to have
4: who thinks of <laughs>
0: yeah no no V'ger, please uh no 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 thanks do not want um <clears throat> All right. So here is the base video cuz I forgot. Here is the expansion update. Uh all of these notes in the chat for
3: y'all. I got to say I, it, they are starting to tempt me back. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to have to throw that VR headset on and start right from scratch. It's almost a totally different game from the last time I played, really, with the way they've expanded everything.
0: Hell yeah. Very cool. If only they would
3: touch a couple more spots, I think I'd be totally sold.
0: I think you would be totally sold if they were to do an expansion where they went balls deep in a storyline about some kind of alien invasion and uh, upgraded a little bit of the the flight model. They already did a decent amount of upgrading the combat model, but the flight model, you know, that shades the whole combat model. Yep,
2: Yep. that would totally
0: sell me, but these images that I'm seeing
3: added on to being able to walk out on the Runway of your new star destroyer that you just built and stand there over some amazing-looking planet or something in VR. That that sounds exciting to me. So yeah, I'm gonna have to find those
2: spots. Hell yeah! All right. Added, uh, flight assist override uh, module for um, starships, which allows you to drift whilst boosting. It's it might help with you flight sim guys, but I'm not going to say it's a miracle cure or anything like that. It's a incremental improvement, but if you're a, a, a 100% flight sim guy, I don't think it'll change your mind on the flight model. But it might help a little. Okay, okay. Alright, uh, let's just
0: go around the horn. Last call. Anybody want to call out anything about no Man's uh in general well, oh i'm sorry there's one more thing before we go uh, <clears throat> uh we're gonna still hit the twitch drop so leave that aside but anything else on no Man's sky that anybody want to call out now feel free hop in Probably tell it, everybody that it is currently on sale on Steam
3: for $30 oh yeah.
0: until, <laughs> They until uh, August 1st, I believe. <laughs> they do this. It's on Ste- sale everywhere. It's on sale on Xbox, on Steam, on PlayStation. Whenever they, every time they announce a new update, they literally, like, a couple days before the update drops, they put it out there. And just, again, to say this, and I I, I can't harp, I can't, I can't say this enough, but, like, This is like the fucking nine millionth free update where they're like, okay, we'll see you in three more months with new shit. Everyone else charges you for DLC. Not us. Have it for free. Everyone else charges you for cosmetics, microtransactions. Not us. Just have it for free. Everything. They're just like, here, have more free shit.
1: Just when you think they're done, (coughs) they do more.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: If I
4: put this for what is three, what was initially three point nine four and it's now three point nine five and three point nine six, what are we getting for 4.0?
0: Right. I think 4.0 is going to be the October when they drop Twitch or, or drop it for the Switch, then because it's like, hey, here's a new platform. Uh, but yeah, I I I think. People, so when all this started speculating, people were like, oh, this is only 3.94, this isn't the big summer update. Guys, we've been talking for like an hour about the shit that they added here. As far as I'm concerned, this is the big summer update. I think this is the big summer update. I think they're just, the numbering convention, a lot of gamers would say, oh, 4.0 is going to be the big one, but I think... From their perspective, from the company's perspective, 4.0 is we added a whole new console with a vast number of new players. So I, I I, don't know. I wouldn't be shocked at anything at this point. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if they said, hey man, the game is done. From now on, it's we're not putting out updates. We're starting, here's our new game, go buy that. They've more than done enough that it's justified. But I also would not be shocked with the way these guys have been going. I wouldn't be shocked if they keep just fucking burning our brains for the next five years of here's new shit. It's free. Have fun. I don't like, I don't know what's going on here, but like these guys are the absolute master of now with a huge asterisk. The asterisk is yes. When it dropped, it was a shit show and everybody was mad, but they have they made that up years ago, and they keep just going over and over and overboard on making it beyond right. Anything else before we
2: move on to the Twitch updates, the Twitch drops on 4.0? I would say because we have Twitch updates, uh, Twitch drops currently with this update. I think 4.0 in inverted commas will be uh, some while away okay. because. I don't think they'd want to do two loads of Twitch drops straight after each other. Okay. So I think you're kind of right. I think we'll have (coughs) point updates or mine updates with Switch and the big 4.0, in inverted commas, whatever that entails, will be a little bit further down the line than what people are expecting, possibly. We'll see. All right. We will. So, the, the
0: next and last thing for No Man's Sky is Twitch drops. Uh, Every day starting yesterday and ending on Monday, the daily reset is I think at like 9 a.m. Eastern time, you can get around a half dozen free No Man's Sky items for watching, uh, uh, by watching any of the drops enabled No Man's Sky streamers. Keep in mind that most of these are novelty items like fireworks or, or glams, you know, oh, I got a new hat, I got a poster, I got a fucking thing that you put onto your table. But every day, there are a couple of items that are in the two and three hour mark that are must-grab items, like an A-class ship, an A-class multi-tool. Often, people sleep on these because they think, well, dude, I I have S-class stuff on my save. Why do I need that other shit? I don't need that. It's key to remember, these are not items that are uh, character-wide. These are account-wide. So every time there's a new expedition and you start off with a blank character that doesn't have any money, doesn't have any assets, doesn't have any good tools or any good anything. All this shit is accessible to you as soon as you get up to the uh, the anomaly. So the new expedition that's starting next week that you're going to start with next to nothing... <clears throat> You get up to the anomaly, you spend the first, whatever, hour of the game, half hour of the game fixing your ship and getting up to space. And then you immediately stop at the anomaly and get yourself A-class multi-tools, A-class ships, a lot of extra storage, lots of free shit. Or even if you're just, I get it, I claim it, I sell it, now I have a ton of money to jumpstart me. Or both. Hey, I've got five ships here and four multi-tools. I'm going to claim all of them. I'm going to pick the best one and that's what I'm going to use for whatever situation you're dealing with in that expedition in particular. And then all the rest of them, scrap them, sell them, boom, you're rich. Do not sleep on this. Right now while we do this show, I have in the background on a thing, muted, a streamer who is streaming and he's getting my number and I'm getting the free shit. Like there's zero reason to not do this if you're a Nomansky player. Get your shit. It's free. Um, <clears throat> anybody want to hop in on, now that we've covered that, that's everything for No Man's Sky. Anybody want to hop in on anything at all on No Man's Sky before we move on? All right. Woo! Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, that takes us to Star Citizen. Here we Go. Cool. And now the asset doesn't want to seem to go. Hold on one second. Right, that was not Gemini Star Citizen Alpha 3172. Hold on, I'm coming. Here is the link in the live chat. It will also be in the show notes for you. Hold on, let me get the back to the B roll. There we go. Here is the link for everybody. I am multitasking like a crazy man. Go check out this guy's channel, not Gemini. Go subscribe to his content, check out his other videos. It is good shit. Uh, I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention so they go support him. And let's hop into Star Citizen. Uh, Right off the bat, we have the, the, here we go, picture in picture. We have the Roadmap Roundup. There we go. Roadmap Roundup, July 20th. So that's dropped on Wednesday. Uh, they have notable changes for uh, July 20th. <clears throat> They've added the Anvil Centurion to the release view. Uh, they've made some changes with regard to the progress tracker, the props team separated into three separate groups. The first two teams are integrated into the sandbox and squadron 42 art teams. And the last team is now listed separately as the interactables team, and we'll be working on, you guessed it, interactables. <clears throat> they added, uh, a remaining downstream teams, Q3, uh, quarter three to the tracker, uh, side note again, I cannot tell you how, how much I hate the terminology progress tracker for that because it does not in fact track any progress. It literally just shows you these people are working on this thing at this time. It doesn't say they've done anything. It doesn't say they've completed it. it doesn't say they have partially completed it. It just says they'll be working on it. Um, but that's just a side note. That's a pet peeve of my own <clears throat> roadmap roundup. Anybody got any uh, commentary on that? Anyone? Chad? The shortest roadmap, roadmap roundup ever. Yeah, right? It was brief. It was. All right. Next up, we've got... Let's close this. We've got Untold Tales Ghost Ship from Beyond Saturn. Now... Let me link this. Uh, Did I link the roadmap roundup for people? Let me link the roadmap roundup just in case I didn't. There we go. Copy. Here it is for anybody who wants it. Um, Stream live chat. (coughs) All right. Next up, we've got the untold tales. Uh, Here is that link for you. I really should get somebody to do this for me. Here we go. Copy. Copy. Now, I want to call this one out in specifically uh, or specifically in particular. That's the word I was going for. Untold Tales, Ghost Ship from Beyond Saturn. These Untold Tales series, these these are uh, in lore, uh, really, really cool sort of stories. Uh, They're excellent in lore tales of enduring mysteries. Now, in this particular one the the way that it was written up is in 2944 a scanning vessel named the tintern abbey logged an unusual sensor reading coming from several meters under the surface of the dark side of saturn's one of saturn's moons lepidus and they sent an excavation team that in- uncovered an intact zeus now you have to keep in mind following the lore Zeus at this point is several hundred years old so they're finding an artifact um, they when they Sent the excavation team, they sent it there because Lepidus had at one point been a weapons testing, uh, uh, the dark side of Lepidus had been a weapons testing range where they had dropped whatever. So they thought, well, hey, this could be unexploded munitions. We got to send a team in here to extract it and, you know, like send in a bomb squad to defuse it or set it off or do whatever so that no one gets hurt at some point. They were shocked to find that it was, in fact, a several hundred year old lost Zeus. Uh, Specifically, it was the C-6, which was uh, a mission, one of the early, early, early testing zooses that disappeared uh, 2255. So it disappeared at that point like 700 years earlier while testing a long-range signal, uh, like like radio signal tech. The dug it all out and they uncovered the intact ship but no sign of the black box or the crew all three were still missing there's more to this story I have linked it in the chat but I am not going to tell you any more about it because I've given you enough that I think I've made this story exciting it's one fucking page it's not going to take up your time go read it these are very 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 cool official lore tales told You know, that CIG's hired people to, like, craft this story stuff and put it out there. I think that this is amazeballs. I am absolutely in love with this this concept, this story, these in-lore tales. And look, here, I'm scrolling down on the screen there. It's one long page. You can read it. I read it in, like, two minutes. You can read it in, like, two minutes. This is not hard. It's a really cool, neat little mystery. And the stuff as it continues to go on with the story just gets better and better, but I didn't want to spoil it. Anybody have a comment on this before we move on? How cool would it be if we had those in game to listen to while we're in quantum from
3: one side of the system to the next?
0: That would be amazing. I would absolutely love that. You're completely right, Dweek. Anybody else? okay
1: nice to see the lore, lore team keeps adding new stuff and eventually some of this game some of the stuff may make it, it make its way into the game itself
0: there you go next up we've got cig confirms the vandal swarm mode of a commander is modified easy mode combat model uh i don't know if that had been previously confirmed but here is a cig employee and they've been asked they're like hey I normally, in the PU, I can't last through that many waves of whatever. I'm not that good at combat. And I just did Vandal Swarm, and I was amazed that I went through, like, nine waves and lived. This can't be right. Something's got to be easier here. And the CIG dev specifically confirms, you're absolutely right. Arena Commander is not easier than the PU. They're on the same. But one specific mode of Arena Commander, the Vandal Swarm AI, event thing specifically, that one thing is, and he even calls out, he says, you can tell uh they're, they're they got their hit points adjusted down to make them easier and he nick calls out several of the ships and it's like these ones have less than these ones these ones have even less than those ones and those ones have the absolute least and then the named ones are the same amount as you would find on the pu so he he breaks it all down and he's like i'm not personally a fan of it and we've actually had internal discussions even fairly recently where we pointed out like hey man this is a a good idea and who knows if and when it will be adjusted but it's a thing that is talked about behind closed doors and you know who 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 knows what reasons they maybe have for for having that modified version or or don't or whatever but like yes that is confirmation of as far as i'm concerned actual news uh was this something that was known widely before chad that i just hadn't picked up on or is this actual cig confirming something that's new
1: They're confirming something that that many people have suspected for a while. Sure. But Duncan, Duncan, the employee question, was very forthcoming with a lot of information. (coughs) Uh, He didn't have to do it. Um, And it's nice to see how open the uh, company can be.
0: Absolutely. All right. That takes us to... Hot off the presses, just a couple, like literally an hour before the show, they dropped the Star Citizen Alpha 3172 SPTU 8145195 patch notes. This is live and in game right now in the PTU. Side note. Since they dropped this, apparently the servers are sort of taking a little bit of a shit, or at least was a couple hours ago, and it seems like people that were playing the PTU were having a grand old time with some of the neat stuff that's involved in it, but people that were trying to play the PU were getting 30k after 30k after 30k over and over and over. Uh, All I can say is this, (coughs) patch day. On a game, servers take shits, things go weird. uh, I think, but it is a known issue. CIG, there's literally a CIG employer, employee posted on Spectrum, like as people were, as the servers first came up and everybody was complaining. He was like, no, servers, don't do this to me on a Friday, which, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. It's not, this isn't the end of the world. This is what happens. This is patch day. This is whatever. Uh, I'm fairly certain. That they will be working on it very hard, very dedicated, and have it, you know, more or less functional in a day or two. I feel bad for the employees that have to do this shit. It's like, why drop a patch on a Friday? Drop that shit on a Wednesday and let them get their shit done and then enjoy their weekend in the summertime. But like, you know, this is this is uh this is game dev. This is nothing new. Um PTU 317-2-S, I know you played it and were having some amazing experiences, Chad. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what is in this patch and some of your observations from... I mean, again, this only dropped a couple hours, like two hours before the show, so it's limited. But why don't you talk a little bit about the cool experiences you had?
1: So I've been playing the PTU for a few weeks now, and they've been doing (coughs) daily updates during the week during the weekends they'll be like here's a patch for the weekend here's go do see Morrison or jump town or whatever um it's been pretty amazing they've gone from pretty stable to oh my god this is so incredibly smooth and works so well and look the guy running by me doesn't look like he's hopping anymore it's it's uh the They've gotten the desync down really well. The NPCs are responsive. I did some bunker missions last night. Uh, They were not pushovers. Uh, Everything worked. Uh, I had the uh, bunkers don't shoot at you anymore if you're doing a defend or protect mission. I mean, they fixed like, it was over, well over 100 fixes from (coughs) 3171. As well as an insane amount of new content, there's the, the service beacon missions, which now show up in the Moby Glass, where they're Quanta, basically NPC computer uh, spawned missions. And as they get higher up, they pay really well. So like the mediums are like eighty, hundred thousand credits, and the highs are one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand credits. But you usually need a friend for those. Hmm. But they're fully dynamic. They pay really well, and they're pretty quick to do. There's new stuff for doing deliveries for illegal missions for the Red Wind Corporation around Hurston. Mm-hmm. <coughs> there's uh, the the derelict outposts. There, there's five colonial outposts, and then there's three new Redeemer Redeemer Reclaimer missions. Excuse me. Three. So there's three different new Reclaimer missions, kind of like the 89 Jump mission, but there's three whole different scenarios with three whole different objectives using a reclaimer in orbit somewhere. Very and cool. And they, they involve <laughs> from finding things, from killing stuff, from recovering stuff, from... I was mean, just a really cool a variety of, of different new content. Plus there's Ghost Town, which is the reclaimer, the crash reclaimer on Microtech, which is covered with NPCs and they will kick your butt if you're not careful. And I mean, it's just, there's a lot of, and then of course there's Siege of Orson, which is like the mother of all FPS battles.
0: Yes. And we've we've already covered that one. So let's. Right. uh, Which is gigantic. (coughs) And they keep on improving it every single patch. Right on. So super exciting stuff. Look, get in and play it on the weekend. Try out 3172s if you are so inclined. Uh, And that takes us to... The sneak peek that dropped literally like 20 minutes before the show starts started. Uh, let's see if that asset wants to load. It does! Hooray! Huzzah. Uh, <clears throat> so that is literally entitled, and I'm going to link it here. It's entitled, Oh Moonshine, Take Us to the Stars. I feel like somebody's a fan of our show. Uh, let's see here. Copy. <clears throat> And paste for all of you at home. There you go. So, this, I would think, based on the, the theme that they've been, the, the recurring theme that they've been showing us a lot, I think a lot of the stuff is like stuff that's happening in Pyro. I would maybe assume that, you know, I mean, obviously this is, I think, stuff that they're going to be looking to add everywhere. They've said already that they're going to have player-controlled manufacturing, player-controlled... I think the way Chris Roberts said it was, we're going to have crafting in the game. Now, that was a comment that was made quite a ways back, and we haven't heard anything about it, to my knowledge, in the recent past. But I think this is... Now... It would be awesome if this is some form of hey there's going to be player control whatever but even if it's not even if it's just <clears throat> set dressing for a mission or location where you're seeing you know pirates or whatever out there making moonshine and maybe you show up and kill them and now you have a bunch of moonshine to sell or maybe you have to bring them to justice or maybe you just want to buy some moonshine and ship it from one place to another I think the the possibilities are endless. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. I I, I dig it. Uh, anybody thoughts? This is the, you know, this is where uh, CIG, like the sneak peek stuff. This is normally a thing that they're going to be talking about more in the near future, and they want to highlight it and get people sort of, um, you know, whatever, talking about it and whatnot. Um,
3: Funny enough. To me, this opens up a type of mission that I've been playing in Red Dead Online with my moonshining business on there, where you make your shine, you get a full load, you load it up on the wagon, and you go deliver it. What if we have to deliver it to customers who are paying us to take it to them and get to defend, you know, avoid the po-po? This sounds like some fun criminal activity you could get into. <coughs>
0: Right. There you go. You He's yeah. tweaked out there with his F the police. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. But he does yeah, it on does. a horse. He says it on a horse. Space horse. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but I will be happy to do it in my spaceship <laughs> when the time comes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It lo- this looks like future content for Pyro. Yep. Um, and just a future. I mean, they have probably have a huge list of stuff. They want to introduce the 4.0. And this is just a taste of what they have planned.
0: I dig it. I'm excited. I'm absolutely excited. All right. That takes us. That closes out the, the Star Citizen news. But we have a major discussion topic for Star Citizen. Uh, <clears throat> here's basically, I think, I've seen a lot of stuff recently where people are talking about tutorials. Uh, this tutorial is needed. That tutorial is needed. I have a suggestion that I would like to put forth Submit it for your approval, and let's talk about it. I don't think Star Citizen needs a tutorial. I think Star Citizen needs, like that's a one, like that's trying to, to fit things with a one size fits all sort of response. And I think that it's a little deeper than that. I think Star Citizen needs three things. <clears throat> two of which I'm going to address very, very briefly, and they're sort of self-evident, and we can go from there. The third one's going to be a more in-depth thought. So it's not three equal things. It's, it's three very different uh, explanations. The first is I believe that Star Citizen needs an opt-out, so by default it's turned on, super detailed in-game tutorial system, for the absolute basics covering the first hour or so of gameplay. They can make this linked, they can set this up. This is a thing where all of us players who were back for our 18th patch or 12th patch or 7th patch. You know, the first time you you go through it and you get all these little paperclip pop-ups. Hey, I think you're trying to open your door. Hey, it seems like you're trying to get out of bed. Hey, it seems like you're trying to call an elevator. Obviously, we're going to be like, all right, fuck this and like click it off. But it needs to be opt in because so many times brand new players and so many new people are coming to this project right now. They don't sort of follow the instructions. They sort of assume that it'll be idiot proofed and shoved into their face. So do that. Give them the first hour where it's like, hey, it seems like you're trying to find your way to the uh, subway. Hey, it seems like you're trying to take the subway that's going to the airport. Hey, it seems like you want to find the counter that calls your ship. Hey, it seems like you want to actually call your ship. Hey, it seems like you want to take the elevator to the hangar where your ship is. This sort of brain dead first timer shit should be very, very specifically called out because Right now, so many new people, like the Chris Roberts has said it in his letter to the whatever. And if you look at the numbers of the new whatever people and the four million people that we talked about last week, that there's four million accounts in the in the verse now. Like the the number is wrapping up exponentially of accounts that are being created in this game. Paid accounts, people that are giving you money. And you need to have a very, very no-brainer first hour hold your hand paper clippy. The Excel tutor tells you how to fucking get into an elevator and open a door and take off a helmet so that you can drink a thing. It needs that. And for us, the rest of us, we can skip it. But the number, the higher number of players that you retain in the first hour the more money you're going to make by a astronomically high amount and the more money. So a lot of people might be saying, Hey man, I've been playing this game for a year or two. What the fuck do I care about? You know, people telling, learning how to get an elevator because if I'm a brand new player and I get pissed off cause I can't work the elevator and I quit, that might mean 400, 800, 600, 200 or whatever dollars that CIG doesn't get, that doesn't go into improving things and keeping things running and whatever. So that's a no-brainer They they need that. Anybody wanna comment on that briefly?
3: I would agree with that. I think if, if I didn't have friends helping me in this game when I first started, I mean, how, how hard is it when you figure out how to get out of bed and then you're standing at the door, trying to figure out how to hit the button to open the door, and you yep. have to hold F to interact. Just something even to pop up right there to tell you to do that would be very beneficial to lead them, lead everybody through. Like you said, there are so many new players every every day. I'm seeing a new YouTube video about somebody's new experience in Star Citizen.
0: So and of course, it, I don't, now would be a good time for it. And of course, don't annoy tweaked with making him click through every last one of the things cuz he's already done all this stuff and knows how to do it give him the little checkbox that says all right close this shit out i don't need it anymore right. but have it default yep. as on for all people and then make cuz once a patch is not going to kill you once a patch to say hey turn this shit off but it will kill you if you don't know how to start and you don't know how to turn it on so just have it default as on all right the second give, go ahead
2: i'd have the tutorial Sorry, I'd have the tutorial have chapters. So for those that just want to skip ahead to a specific chapter to explain something, they can just jump ahead to that bit, if that makes sense. It does. When I come back to Star Citizen, which I do um, intermittently, I'm always like, how the fuck do I do the chaff again? Yeah. Help?
5: Yeah.
2: Having a structured tutorial that teaches you how to do everything maybe as part of a story, like a miniature story, mission or something like that, but also having it divided into chapters, so for those who have completed it, who maybe stepped away for months, then come back and need to remind how to do something just go jump straight to a certain point and replay it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I see Griff in the chat.
0: Griff, welcome brother. Come hop in the comms. We're literally in the discussion topic now uh come come join in and 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 share your knowledge with us if you can and if you can't I get it but if you can pop in you're welcome so the second part of it is a very very different thing and it's not a tutorial per se it's a link-based nav system that assists all players in locating publicly known points of interest through moby glass and here's what i mean We live in 2022 and I can literally go, I want a hamburger and tell my phone, search for fast food, even if I'm, you know, out of state someplace where I don't know the town, I don't know anything. Or I'll say, hey, man, I need to go to a Walmart. I need to go to a bookstore, I need to go, I got a flat tire and I'm in Michigan. I don't know fucking Michigan from nothing. I need a place that sells tires and you can literally go on there and say, yes, these place sell tires, here's their phone number. Oh yes, we have the tire that you need. And then literally tell my phone, okay, click on the address and give me directions to go to there. So this isn't uh, what I'm talking about with this nav system isn't so much a guide or tutorial per se, but even for advanced experienced players. You say, I want a hamburger. I want uh, laser repeaters. I want a scope for this specific rifle. I need ammunition for this specific weapon. I want uh i want a uh this specific cooler or this specific shield module i don't understand why several several hundred years in the future we would not be able to do exactly what we do now which is you know go on your phone i e in game go on your mobi glass i want this oh you need you know uh you need uh, uh, dumpers. What's that? Dumpers, just dumpers depot, or you depot. need you need uh, uh, Benny's Burgers, Benny's Burgers, you need uh, uh, Tammany and Sons, you need this location. It's located on R Corp, it's whatever. And literally, <clears throat> you should be able at that point, your Moby Glass. So, so yes, this game doesn't have a mini map, this game doesn't have an in game map, it has signs that give you like, hey, go here, go there, but sometimes. If you don't know the area, if you don't know ArcCorp well, or if you don't know, you know, Microtech, or you don't know uh, this place or that place, especially as they start to add in new systems or whatever, you're you're going to be like, I don't even know where to whatever. I, I don't think you should have to go searching through websites and Googling and pulling it up and whatever. I think you should be able to click on your mobiglass, have a link space where it's literally just... Each item that's in the store is linked to the store. The store is linked to the city. The city is linked to the planet. And it literally just says, hey, you need to go here. Okay. Follow, you know, here's the highlighted route and go just the same way as my phone does with I want to find a thing. And that's how you get to a thing. Um, <clears throat> so point two, the link-based nav system that allows you to use your Mobi glass to Navigate to different places anywhere in, in the verse. Any thoughts? What do you guys think? Pie in the sky, too uh, much? Good idea? No,
1: what? absolutely. And by the way, it's coming. It's part of the Star Map uh, revamp. It'll include the, the codex and all that in game information through your movie glass. It's, a, it's not just a new Star Map with a pretty UI, it's a Star Map Plus. Plus, 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 Plus. It'll be out next year. Um, but they are are planning on adding as much of that information you have to access outside the game inside the game as possible so you don't have to go to a website to
0: find where a set of armor is sold you can actually do it within the game itself. fantastic, anybody else?
2: it would be fantastic when it arrives Yeah. yeah,
3: I think it's it's a good idea it's a good idea for sure but I'm also afraid that it might lose some of its charm I still kind of, I've been playing Star Citizen pretty steadily for about a year now. And I can still get turned around in New Babbage. Cause I've, that's the one spot I probably frequent the least. And I like that, that I can't just go to a map and <coughs> click a destination and have a path to get me there. I kind of like the first time I go there, I have no idea where I'm going, but I'm exploring the whole place. Well, so I, I don't want to lose that, that feeling of exploration of a new city by having a radar with a map like most other games have
0: you won't though, Tweaked Uh, if you want to, I mean right now you can on your phone like I said, I got a flat tire, I need to get there quickly you can use whatever, but there's also you can go sightseeing in a new town or you can. hey, I'm spending uh, the summer, I'm taking two weeks, I'm going to Prague I'm just going to fucking wander around the city you know, I'm going to leave my phone behind, just wander around and just whatever. You can do that. You can choose to not use the Mobi Glass nav system. So there's that's still a possibility. That's not taking anything away from you.
2: Also, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that service isn't available everywhere, such as in Pyro. You wouldn't have criminals advertising their location and what they're yeah. selling, would you?
0: Okay. No, not at all. All right. And then here we get to this is the biggie. This is the one that really is where I'm like, I think the other two were fairly self-evident, whatever. This is the one where I'm going all in on an idea. I think Star Citizen should implement achievements. Every patch, uh, CIG should drop a quick checklist of goals for play testers to achieve now i i want to very much highlight this and this is a thing that i'm going to try to train myself to say there are no star citizen players the game is not released we are not star citizen players we are star citizen play testers and i think it's very important that we do as much as we can to keep that mindset because that, I think, helps a lot of other things flow in the proper order. It's good to have. We started this idea, we started this episode talking about perspective. Remember, you live in America? No, you don't. You live on a rock hurtling through space. Perspective here is I think, is important. There are no Star Citizen players. They are playtesters. So, as I said, implement a list of goals for playtesters to achieve. These can be a long checklist Uh, designed to cover all major aspects and game loops in both the PU and AC so in the persistent universe and arena commander etc any other mode any other thing that gets introduced this list is designed to be completed over the life of the entire patch for example you can say hey do this in 318 so players would have several months to complete it upon completion of the entire list Playtesters would receive an achievement and an in-game reward tchotchke, similar to the Banu Cube or whatever that they could display in their hangar. So you get a little trophy, you get a little Banu Cube-looking thing or whatever, but it has you know a stamp on it that says you know 318 achievements or whatever. Each point on the checklist would contain a separate subthread whoops i think i moved too far yep that they could display their hangar. the entire checklist would be maintained in a thread on spectrum each point on the checklist would contain a separate sub thread post link where the community can upvote the most relevant community created guides for that aspect of gameplay this would crowdsource deep dive guides and tutorials on every aspect of gameplay without CIG needing to do anything more than host the aggregator of the links and each time the game gets updated the community would keep up pruning of the guides so a lot of times people say I don't want CIG doing in-depth guides or whatever on stuff because every patch shit changes and they're going to have to spend time and money and effort going through and changing all of that this idea this system literally just they post the links and the aggregator where all of the different links is but the community prunes out hey this guide is no longer any good it has to be updated because it has this this and this that don't work anymore that That system got scrapped and we're on this system now, what have you. So CIG could promote this quarterly upon each patch with the inclusion of a little award uh, uh, of the little award in ISC or SEL. Hell, they could even have Jared and Jay Lee design the damn thing on a stream. This system is designed to accomplish the following goals. Number one, increase playtester engagement every patch. Give people stuff to do. Number two, provide tangible goals and reward to be earned in the verse every patch. Again, giving people stuff to do. Number three, provide a comprehensive first hour guide for the brand new uh, to the project players that veterans can easily skip. That was the first thing that I was talking about. Number four, provide a far more comprehensive guide to the deeper aspects of the game that is hosted by CAG, but all the work of maintaining it is crowdsourced to the community. Number five, allow CIG to promote playtesting at whatever level of detail scale they wish on any aspect of customer facing development, i.e., they can incentivize us to test a wide swath of gameplay a very minute detail of it through the use of a few wide goals, i.e. go mine 200,000 AUEC on foot or go mine 5 million in a ship. That's a wide goal where it's literally just saying, hey, in general, focus on mining on foot or focus on mining in a ship. Or a very long list of very specific items, i.e. play 10 matches of Arena Commander with X ship with, you know, the Aurora using repeat laser repeaters or whatever. Because let's be honest, in Arena Commander, for example, everybody's always playing in uh, an Arrow or uh, a Gladius. So, like, by having you don't get a whole lot of the idea of Arena Commander as it was originally sort of discussed and implemented was, hey, this is going to be balanced gameplay. This is going to be helping us figure out this is better than that, that's better than this, like helping us tweak stuff, helping us, you know, make little adjustments. They could put people in very, very, very specific setups for a small amount of time and get through a crowdsourcing it, get a lot more actual feedback and legit, not logistics, what's it called? Uh, 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 Metrics on the nitty gritty of any anything at all that they wanted to test. All of this would be designed and accomplished with minimum effort from CIG. They draft the checklist each patch cycle. 90% of the checklist would just remain the same patch cycle to patch cycle, but they just tweak it here and there. They host the thread and spend minimal time monitoring it as they do anything else on Spectrum. They have one prop guide develop one prop for each patch cycle that would be designated hanger only so as not to need advanced testing outside of the hangers. (coughs) And they promote the whole thing with a one-minute of content, patch, each patch cycle on ISC, for example. So what what this provides, because a lot of times people want more in-depth stuff, and CIG, we can't expect CIG to make a massive tutorial every patch and keep it updated. But at the same time, there's so many players who are like, yeah, I play Star Citizen, I play it every patch. But like you play for an hour or two, you don't actually get into a lot of the stuff. So you might not even see some of the nitty gritty of changes to how mining works or changes to how shipping, you know, cargo hauling works or box missions or, uh, 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 you know, the, the the bounty hunting missions or, or illegal deliveries or this, that, and the other this system this last point that i made i think would be a super super in-depth that it, it could maybe literally take you 80 hours or 100 hours plus to do but you only you know you got to do it every patch cycle but this gets the all of the changes brought right in front of your face so that you see the game as a play tester you see the game evolve much much better than if you just sort of assume, oh, I know how to do bounty hunting. I did bounty hunting five patches ago. No, that, you might not know how to do bounty hunting now. Things might have changed a whole hell of a lot in those five patches. So there's the idea. Let's go around the horn and have everybody tell, you know, your thoughts or whatever. Chad?
1: <coughs> well, they did they did a, a, this a little bit Um Last year, then they had had Zeno threat. They said, if you do Zeno threat and you get through the reputation system to level
0: three,
1: you get the You get the full set of armor that's attributed to your account that will survive wipes.
0: And they did that even so, previous to that with uh, the first with the first uh, jump town or whatever, where it was like, hey, you could get that special helmet for killing enough players, and everybody lined up right and did that. Yeah,
1: yeah that that was that was kind of dumb, but. Um, but the the one with gem with threat worked. It brought everyone out because everyone was like, "I got Even mine. though it was just, a, 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 so did I. Uh, even though it was just a regular set of armor, it was unique. It had a unique pattern and, and, and mm-hmm. graphics on it. But it's the same kind of. There's nothing special about it, like game wise. But it's just something cool. It's like I did this, and you get to keep it forever. So they've done this to a very limited degree in the past, and it's worked out super well. And I agree. There should be a, an achievement list. A check. People love to do checklists, and and they'll want they'll want to do this, especially if you get something in return, mm. something you can show off in game. Uh, you know, like Destiny Two. You people are. It's a, basically a giant fashion show, right? You could do all the stuff and you get the certain armor or the certain look, and and people love to do stuff like that, as evident by the the Xenothreat thing that happened, uh, you know, a while ago. Uh, they should do more of this. Uh, they haven't done it. They haven't done anything since then. Uh, they attributed everyone a leather jacket from like I, uh, like last time, just so we wouldn't get wiped. And uh, but I think in the future they're going to be adding a lot more uh, of these type of events or type of systems that players will just jump all over the chance of being able to get you know free stuff in game for doing the game essentially. Hmm.
0: okay Uh, tweaked what do you think I love the idea actually it
3: it would help (laughs) having achievements like that would help test the game the way it needs to be tested but it would also like Chad was just saying it gives me a checklist to go down it gives me a goal to attain and then I have something I can put in my persistent anger when those become a thing I like that idea I think a lot of people, it'd be essentially CGs, like, likely dangerous CGs at that point in time.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, Shadow Wyvern, your thoughts?
2: Um, In a game like Star and where the players are... There's, well, there's lots of different types of play styles... In order to get the volume of players interested in a specific feature where the majority may not be, for example, if you're testing a combat feature and most of your players are interested in, say, trading, hmm. you're going to have to somehow get those traders over to doing the combat to get the maximum number of inputs to test that system to uh, oblivion if, if need be. And giving them a reward is a good way to do that. If you have a unique um, achievement, cosmetic, or whatever, that you can only get by testing this one system, then people who would normally test the system will do it to get the reward. So yeah, it's a great idea. I, I think there is a there is definitely a
0: resource to be harnessed if CIG will sort of get that a lot of the mindset of your standard MMO players is grinding for achievements. In World of Warcraft, in, in EverQuest, and I mean going back for over 20 years now well over 20, 30 years now there's a long history of there's a new patch, there's a new download of content, there's a new update and oh there's new beast tribes and you have to level up your reputation with them and it, this is the exact same thing. It's Giving your players, or in this case, play testers, sort of busy work to do, that also gets them testing a bunch of stuff, gives you a bunch of metrics, gives them a goal. Also, from us player standpoint, it does a much better job of, because I'm the type that I will never miss a patch. I will never miss a fucking little, if you give it, look at the Banu Cube, all right? It's a little square. It doesn't do shit. It doesn't have any fucking purpose. It's just a little square. But it's nerd bait. You put it out there and we all want it. And everybody, their minds fucking melt. I gotta get a bad cube. I gotta get a bad cube. Instead of people trying to go out on, uh, you know, eBay or whatever and spend $100 to get some shady ass shit that somebody in game exploited and some one group stole all of them. This is, I want my stuff, I want my shiny, I'm going to go out there and grind it, and along the way, I'm going to be a much better play tester, because I'm going to have a much more hours in on all the different things and see all of the different mechanics and game loops as they evolve. Winter what do you think? It's an interesting suggestion. Definitely.
4: But on the... On the- the, on the other hand, um, mm-hmm. the thing's going to mind
0: is, isn't that what the patch notes are for? Sort Trying of. Trying to explain everything. How many people... So, A, how many people read the patch notes? B, I always read the patch notes, and I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many times I play the game and go, what the hell is this? And someone goes, yeah, it was in the patch notes. It said, remember it said that? And I was like oh i thought they meant a but it's actually b okay all right that's interesting but that's That's a valid point point. that's a valid point i get where you're where you're coming from all right (coughs) um but we're we're done for the night so anybody want to add in any other thing on on this discussion in particular the discussion topic before we close it out because i'm I feel like we've done a, a decent... We did a two-hour show. This is a good place to call it, but I also want to give people the opportunity to expand on this. Uh, or or maybe you say, like, hey, we should do this instead with the guides or tutorials or whatever.
4: One thing I will say, earlier you said that if they don't put the guides in, whatever, somebody will play an hour, they've lost... You know what you say you know 40 100 dollars they've also lost reputation one person one person says i'm not playing it he'll tell his friends they'll tell their friends and it's a reputation hit as well
0: your absolute right. mouth is
4: very important
0: you're absolutely look at all right. the flack
4: look at all the flack sc still gets being called scam citizen
5: mm.
4: even
0: now hmm Yeah. Uh, All right. Last call. All right. We'll go around the horn. Everybody say goodnight to the beautiful people. Let's close this shit out. Chad.
1: Good night, beautiful people. It's been a hot week for everyone. Hope it gets cooler next week. Especially those (laughs) in the UK who are just literally frying. Oh, yeah. And... uh, see you all next time
2: shadow wyvern good night beautiful people been a great show great to be here thanks a lot see ya bye bye bye. Tweet.
3: thanks for hanging with us tonight everybody uh enjoy your space game whichever space game it may be that you play or if you play all of them even better have a good weekend
0: winter mute
4: good night everyone and I can say from the from the UK, it has, it, it is cool now. We are get, we are getting back to normal, and once again we started complaining about the weather and the rain. <laughs> Good Night, everyone.
0: I, I let me tell you something. It's been like a hundred degrees here. I I would so love some rain right now. Uh yes. Good night to everyone. We love you all.